Awesome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode, I think, three of the Oak Drink Performance Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Adam Lane. I'm here today with Coach Ryan McDowell of Max Mead Fitness and many, many other things because he spins a lot of plates. I do spin a lot of plates. <laughs> many. Yeah. Many, many plates. So, Ryan, you're in, you're in Minnesota right now, which is a tough place to be, um, but you're there living large. Tell, tell the people... Tell the people why you're such a big deal. Oh, uh, I've been in the, the strength and fitness business for over 20 years. Started off uh, as a wannabe athletic trainer, realized that I didn't want to do that at the end of my college career and made the jump into personal training with lifetime fitness. And wow. You, oh, yeah. It was, that was gladiator school, man. You either sink or you <laughs> figured it out quick back then. And uh, it was that's when functional training, the first episode of functional training started off with all of the uh, medicine balls and, and uh, the Vern Gambetta, Juan Carlos Santana stuff where we were moving. And, and it was just, it was fun because it was different movement planes and it's just been a journey. And I think that's the one thing about anything in this fitness business. Once you've been in it enough is that it's, you, you know, take what's useful, discard what's not and just make it your own. And so uh, the evolution from training into kind of sports performance happened when you just keep finding out what works and what works. And so now it's a little bit of post, post rehab, high school athletes, some college athletes, mom and pop, you know, want to get stronger. And, you know, a few high test people here and there worked with some international athletes uh, in the rugby scene, uh, here and there, some pro athletes and, you know, work with, uh, some law enforcement, you know, work with some disadvantaged. It's been just kind of a, a whole journey through. So yeah. gotcha. there's not much that you don't do. You know, um, I'm, there's not much that I haven't done. And I just kind of find myself when people come, it's because they want to, uh, get good coaching and move better. And, what they're in, their goals are can be kind of here in, in the mix. And I just use the systems and the things that work on different people. I'm not necessarily the weight loss guy, um, but uh, I kind of, I can support people who are doing that. There's just better coaches for that purpose than me. Gotcha. Yeah. So in, in talking, because you, you, you know, from younger to older, you know, from rookie to more, you know, advanced, you know, professional what, what themes do you see that kind of run throughout it doesn't matter if you're a 15 year old kind of beginner field sport athlete or you know bigger and better professional what 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 big theme within the realm of athletic performance sports performance training do you do you, do you find the biggest thing that i see is that movement and the continually honing your movement and improving it never stops whether you're a 14 year old who has never touched the barbell before but may not be able to like lunge upright to the i mean you know what we're talking about yeah, i love yeah, this yeah, yeah it's like i'm like yeah. you can you can like hammer a volleyball or run super fast i'm like but you can't lunge how does that work i've seen you yeah. do this and it's yeah. about developing that to the you know uh, ex, you know, collegiate athlete who, you know, kind of is 
done bodybuilding, done maybe a little bit of CrossFit, kind of gets banged up over here and comes back, oh, you just need to move better before I put you under a bar, even though you can, you have or probably could squat 400 pounds. Yeah. It still is, it goes back to that. And even, you know, I've worked with, you know, aspiring pro rugby players, you know, and people who have had, you know, who are high level. And it's like, what are you going to do first? We need to, you need to move a little bit better because that's going to make you more resilient and make sure everything else happens. The strength almost becomes secondary. And I'd like to say that a lot of my like movement prep series are different from, you know, the high school kids to the college, to the pro, to, you know, like, you know, the cop I work with this morning, I, they're not, you know, and it's like, cause they all need to keep getting better at it. And I think that's the one constant um, that doesn't matter who you are and what you need. So can I, can I say that's a little unique because I think too much of the time in our space here, that's not the sexy thing right there. That's not the exciting thing. That's not the thing that's going to get you more likes on, on, on the gram and whatnot. Like that's, we, we want to make it as exciting as, as, you know, you know, click worthy as possible, but to, but to do the little things over and over and over might get um, even though, efficient might get monotonous and not seen as much as we want to is that is that accurate you are highly accurate it, it i wish that i could say that it's gotten you know exercise for the long term and 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 really effectively is not super sexy you know all the <laughs> stuff for the gram that's out there half of it is stuff that's been regurgitated and works for a very small subsection of the population or you're not ready for, you know, it's always like, Oh, what's so-and-so doing? And we've seen them. Like there's some coaches that are doing some great stuff. I mean, like one of the like recent guys, one of the NBA strength coaches is, you know, came out of the basketball world and, and he is like throwing kettlebells back and forth to each other. I'm like, that's really cool. I'm not going to advocate a high school kid doing that at all. Is it worthwhile for someone to work up to it? Absolutely. If you're high test and you've already got this strength and you need some, this, this dynamic, cool idea, but it's like, you're going to put a 16 year old with it. No, I'm not even going to, I've got some 22 year old, you know, college all-star rugby players. They can't handle that because they are just going to start throwing at each other. They're trying to kill each other, you know? So there's so much really great stuff that's out there. It's more for the coaches, essentially, for and that's the problem. It's like, oh, we're go do it, and they run off, and it's like, you know, it's like my kid seeing something on YouTube, and like, hey, we're gonna go jump off the roof. Let's not do that. So I think that's where I see it is coaches are the ones that are gonna help people guide that and say you're ready for this, and if you don't build that foundation of movement and then make sure that you're ready for that, I think that's the hardest. That's that. That be uh, right now. I think that's the hardest part of this job. Is that, oh, this is what I need to do now. Yeah, the not very exciting stuff. I'll, you can do eight to ten minutes of that later, but you need to do these pieces first. So to get more specific, there, if, uh, if people not in the fitness space, people not in the, the strength training space, because it's really easy. It, you know, it's twenty twenty to get on YouTube and Google, you know, football player workout, basketball player workout, but super easy. We've been in a, pa- a pandemic. We've been, we've been quarantined. It's easy to sit there and say, oh, I need something to do. Boom, 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 boom. Type in my computer. What, what you're talking there in the way of, of, I guess, can you be a little bit more specific when you say, hey, we're, we're in a, 
we're going to take this progression. We're gonna, what, what does that look like uh, to you through your coach's eye? So for me, it's always been about the primal moves, you know, squat, lunge, push, pull, you know, jump, rotate and sprint, right? That it's, it's, you know, whether you're, you know, there's, there's a number of, you know, ways to, to, to label all those, put them in, but it comes down to those simple movements. You have to be able to develop strength within those. And if you can't move well through multiple planes of movements, if you can't lunge and rotate or lunge and go side to side on a lateral, you know, you know, and what, you know, it just kind of feels like yoga. That's been around for 3000 years too. That's not to say you need more flexibility, but those patterns, the warrior patterns, like you need to have that hip mobility and have the ability to go through that before I load it. And I think that no matter there's, you know, any number of, of, fitness and strength and movement gurus that are out there, they're all saying the same thing. It just depends on how, you, how they present it and how you want to present it that you kind of hit your wagon to, to those people. And at the end of the day, it comes back to move well and then load it. Move well, then load it, and then do it quickly. And that will help you get better. And then not trying to turn strength and conditioning into the sport itself. Weightlifting is a sport. CrossFit is a sport now. You know, functional fitness, if you want to say. But those things don't necessarily, they're pieces. If you want to be better at volleyball, like most CrossFit athletes can, you know, say they can lift a lot of weight, but they can't change direction very well. And nor are they actually really fast. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, they're probably, they're not going to, they're not the fastest athletes out of the gate, turn and, turn and change direction. Yet that's what our field sport athletes are needing to do. Be able to take that step and explode, take another step and explode in the volleyball space. The basketball space is, you know, I've got to get up, change direction. Boom. I got to get down and, and do that. And I got to be able to turn my hips. If I'm playing basketball, football, or hockey, like those things all have to be there. We have to challenge those things and our warm ups, and then loading those movements and then sprinting our ass off are the things that will get there and at the end of the day the progression to get there is not really that complicated yeah. and exciting yeah you know it, it, it is what, what have you noticed so if you take a non so you, you've mentioned basketball you mentioned volleyball so i've noticed those those two sports specifically you have very unique body styles body types for these for these sports yeah. that allow them to be very, very successful on, on the court. It's more challenging at times in, in the weight room. Um, Cause you know, slightly shorter guys like you and I, oh, you, yeah. know, you know, five, can, seven. I'm pretty... can get down there. No problem. Sure. Um, you, you look at least six, two on zoom, but um, oh, yeah, I wish I was six, two. I talk a big, I, I, I talk six, two cause I'm loud. <laughs> um, no, but what do you, what do you, what do you see in the way of, those those types of athletes that might come into the gym and and every primal movement that you just you just listed off there um how, how do you attack a kid because i could i could see a volleyball athlete or a basketball athlete being able to like they might squat a little bit different they might lunge a little bit different what how do how do you what do you do for those those type well, of athletes I, that are what i different? didn't say was you have to 
do full power cleans with a barbell. I didn't say you had to back squat, you know, below parallel ass to grass with a barbell on their back. You know, I think that's the thing that I keep that, that the further you go on, you go, Oh, it's the movements that are the important part. And then having the coach's eye or the variability of you're going to trap bar deadlift because that's essentially a squatting pattern and that's better for your limb length. Hey, that helps your back out. You know, there's, I'm not going to go as far as to say, I'm like, Oh yeah, don't deadlift. And if you do, you're going to do like, you're only going to do lightweight, you know, deadlifts. It's like, let's find the movements that work for you. You know, it's like there's the new trap bars and some of the new things that are the safety squat bars that are coming out. They're high, they're more expensive bars, which is why you don't see them in as many small micro gyms or in people's home gyms, because you know, a $600 barbell is something that, you know, somebody at home isn't just going to run out and get, but coming to a skilled coach that says, your friend who's six, four does this really well. You're six, seven, you do this well. You're, you know, you're, you're six, one and your friend's five, 10. Like we're going to change this up. You can do the same, almost the same progressions or the same program just with a different implement. You know, yeah. I, I used to, I used to love, you know, I used to love the full barbell, full snatches, full cleaners got to the point where my left shoulder finally caught up me and said to keep doing this that hurts so i don't do that anymore do yeah. i dumbbell snatch and kettlebell snatch yes the going old ground overhead in one movement is fantastic i just realized that that for me is it bad for somebody else no i've got a young young kid and, and, a, and an older guy who both power snatch really well they they handle it that's in their program yeah. and i think the idea of saying that you know, the snatch is with a barbell is, you know, not that true. You know, the yeah. same thing with volleyball players. It's like working with a couple of, you know, is doing some step and cleans with a single, you know, with a, which is I've seen some ACL protocols that kind of worked with that. But it was like we would do those as warm-ups or instead of a heavy barbell clean for some kids just because – we needed to teach them how to step and explode because that was more important than how much they could clean. Yeah. And so I think that that's where, that's where the variability and that's where the, Ooh, maybe it gets a little like, Hey, we're going to teach you this. Oh, that's really cool. You know, great. If you mix those things up, but if every Friday or, you know, you've got an athlete two days a week and it's like one day they do a total body workout that you know involves jumps and on thursday the total body workout involves snatches or cleans and some variation that you go through and once they get better and better with it they go hey we're going to introduce this why well because you're going to see this when you get to college yeah. you know and i've had enough kids that you know one of the kids you know had worked for me for a little while and he's in now he's you know, going to get a CSCS and he's 24. Well, he started with me at 15 and he likes to tell the story. He's like, he got a PVC pipe for the first six months. <laughs> and I said, the goal isn't how much you can lift at the end of this. It's end of this, this cycle or this off season. It's, I want you to come back from your freshman year in college saying you were right. All they wanted to know was, can I do it? Well, they didn't care what his numbers were. Comes back at, you know, Christmas. And he's like, you're right. I walked in. I demonstrated what I could do. They didn't care what my numbers were. Yeah. I got to go lift with the upperclassmen. 
most of the other incoming freshmen had to learn how to do this stuff. And he went and put 70 pounds on his squat in one year, put on extra weight, which meant that he was a starter as a sophomore because at 180 pounds, he could handle, you know, you know, he was a varsity rugby player and was able to handle the pounding because he could put that weight on and he put it on sooner and probably had a, a, another year ahead of some of the kids because he could squat and clean well. And then he was able to put the weight on, you know, but that was an example of a kid not achieving his potential until he was 20 yeah. versus, you know, a kid at 16 or 17 going, I gotta, I gotta kind of clean all this weight. I'm like, doesn't really matter. You're not here to squat a house. You're here to get better at your sport. And realistically, you're not peaking until 20. And I think that's also lost in this whole world is, is focusing on teaching it. At the same time, you got to get these kids stronger. Because I think, you know, a lot of sports get scared about weight and, and putting on three pounds of muscle or, oh, that's going to hurt my swing. It's like, um, no, your jump shot and your arm swing is not going to be affected if you can trap bar deadlift or squat more weight than you could six months ago. Or at least it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. We're doing something wrong. really wrong. But yeah. that, that I think has been the, you know, it's like looking back and going, oh, over eight years of working with kids that have gone on to collegiate programs, you know, over 10 years, it's like, hmm, this works. Yeah. And it's about getting them to a program where, because even at D2 and D3 programs, they're, I would say that more often than not now, there are good strength programs. 10 or 15 years ago, there maybe weren't, but that's the goal. If you're trying to take an athlete and get them to the next level is if you hand them to the, to their sport coach and are they available? <laughs> are they yeah. not injured? Yep. And are they progressing through so they can do the things they need to do to get better? Cause like your, you know, your guest last week, Trace was talking about, yeah, I just want kids to be able to work hard, accept failure. Well, in the weight room, it's like, it's, it's the process, you know, Nick Saban, I think is, is, has trademarked that word. Um, but it's like, it's the process. If you can get somebody stronger the next year, stronger the next year as 20 years old, you know, and then they're going to come back to you and work in the off season and go, man, I'm, this is awesome. And just hand them back to their, to their coach, you know, stronger than they were before, ready to handle the workloads and to be able to put the work in, you know, that's, that's the golden thing. So two things I just wrote down through through all that there. One one is I think super interesting that to be able to challenge a lot of these these primal movement patterns with different implements in different ways. You know, you're five foot seven. You got a basketball player that's six foot seven. You you, you probably both have to press in some capacity. You know, you you press in a different way, possibly using a different implement. Maybe single arm. Maybe maybe you know maybe bilateral. Maybe with a barbell. Maybe not with a barbell. Uh, maybe with a kettlebell. Maybe with a dumbbell. Maybe with a steel bell. Yep. Um, you know, all options. You know, to to get kids to to go overhead or get athletes to go overhead in some capacity in a smart manner. You don't want to overdo it, especially right. if you're working with overhead athletes. You know, but yep. but they should be able to raise their arm up over their their head. <laughs> Oh, loaded yeah. in some capacity, um, and and I, I see too many I see too many sports programs like just copying out of it or like hey this is our this is our fill in the blank program this is our volleyball program this is our basketball program this is our baseball program this is what we do and everybody does it right. assuming that everybody's the same athlete and it turns out oddly enough and everything that you're saying there not everybody is the same no 
Um, you just said something really great about overhead athletes. Um, Eric Cressy's a baseball uh, yeah. strength trainer, and and from a he overhead he works all of his pitchers overhead. Yeah. yeah. He makes all of them squat and or deadlift. You know, maybe not up to six hundred pounds because again he's another five seven five seven you know short guy who yeah. can't throw a baseball. But he, he can deadlift can, though. But he can deadlift the house, right? Oh yeah. And his perspective is he's like. Yeah, that's not my goal with them, but they need to be strong. And so November, you know, nobody, th- no, we don't, nobody throws, but they go overhead yeah. because I need to have them strong in this position. They're going to come through there. They have to be strong in that position. Are we going to be on the inertial machine doing all this? Uh, no. Um, think, I think if people are still doing that, that's, that's about 20 years old. Uh, and it was shown to not work. It's great for rehab. Um, don't do that. Yeah. But you know, you have to go through these planes and you have to be able to lunge and you have to be able to develop that core strength to create that power. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the, the, the med ball circuit work I think has been the thing that, you know, if you're, if you're doing it a lot with athletes, you know, they're like, Oh, it's fun. It's great. It's different. They can do, you can do lots of different things. And that's not cutting edge, or that's cutting edge, but it's also forty years old. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's nineteen seventies stuff, eighty stuff that got lost in the shuffle somewhere on the way. And I was like, oh, that still works really, really well. Yeah. Maybe better than some of the other stuff that we we're doing. So it's like yeah. throwing those things in and keeping, you know, in the weight room, you know, keeping those circuits to ten to you know eight to twelve minutes you don't need to throw anybody into a 20 minute, you know, suffer fest unless you want to, you know, unless they want to, and if it's, they're not in season, but for the most part, it's like, they're already doing a crap ton of stuff over there, but you've got to make sure you find how does that person squat? How does that person deadlift? And if they need dumbbells, that's the, the use of different materials or, and different things and away from the barbell has been what the pandemic and the shelter in place has given me was, uh, my garage for three months and I didn't bring any barbells home. I just had kettlebells and dumbbells and it was kind of being forced to get creative and to have some new stimuluses, you know, and do a bunch of high rep work, but do a bunch of lunge work, active footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think if, if strength coaches haven't been delving into active foot, you know, squats, single leg squats, active football gear and squats over your up on your toes to pair with that heavy trap bar deadlift or back squat. I think that's another aspect of, of the training gold. And, and you, you, you throw a, you know, a kid under 200 pounds on it who can squat 300 on active foot squat the first the time he does it. Well, maybe not, but using that stuff, you know, I think those are, those are the pieces of, if you're going to add something in, you know, up on your toes. Cause I have a client that's like, you really like that stuff. I'm like, I'm using it with everybody in different ways, you know, but that, those, those, that, that, how do you apply it? Um, I'm, I'm going to bring you back to, cause I could go for days on active foot. Um, that you use the word suffer fest. And I think this is where, where, where parents and athletes kind of get confused at times where they want their athlete to, to limp out of the weight room. They want their, 
they they want their butt to be handed to them and they just want to be destroyed and it wasn't a good workout it was uh, you being the professional in this realm for 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 20 plus years it, what what should that training session feel like at the end where what should that and obviously it'll be different depending on the different times of year and stuff like that but um in in reference to Sufferfest and you know the parents that just want their that's not kicked out of their kid. That's awesome. Last year I had the opposite. I had some oh, 11 cool. year olds and 12 year olds who some parents who were clients of mine in our adult classes. Hey, we're going to do this and getting like the kids would do fine. Like, but you find that at that age group, like if they, if they're low on the training life, like those kids, we were doing, medicine ball squats goblet squats with the medicine ball and we worked away everything was dumbbell presses until like halfway through we did a retest and then i, then I started teaching the barbell but they're like those parents they were hockey players who played all summer and some of the kids played hockey and played soccer at the same time like it gets you know hockey's a religion yeah. here <laughs> but it was getting them to, and then it's like, oh yeah, so-and-so's not showing up today because he's got tryouts tomorrow. I'm like, he's 12. <laughs> he's got 24 hours to recover. I don't thrash them that hard to begin with. So it's like, at the same point in time, there were some times I had to stress these kids enough so that they would get a response. But at the same time, they're, they're, you have this emotional quadrant. It comes down to, like, if I know that this kid can handle this, then it's just, they just sometimes need to learn how to work. And the kids who, like, the kid who was in a soccer team that wasn't playing as high, wasn't trying to go high, high, high level of soccer, actually made the most progress because he was there enough. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's sometimes just realizing that it's like, I don't need to crush these kids, especially in the 12 to 15 year old range. Like, I just need you there every, you know, to two to three days a week that we're doing this so that you're going to see a response at the end and realize that they're going to work hard, but that they don't have, they don't have the hormones running through their body that I need to crush them to see a result. Yeah. Especially, and this is, I think where I think um, comes back to, you know, your buddy Trace talking about, it's about parents it's about education. Yeah. And if you talk to the parents and say, this is what we're going to do. You've seen this. You've seen other coaches do this. I bet one of your, one of your kids' sport coaches likes to like, condition the heck out of them at the end and just leave them in pile. You'll definitely get a head nod. And you go, okay, he doesn't have enough space for me to do that too. If you have a coach that doesn't do that, a basketball coach that didn't run us at all because he didn't like to do that and he was kind of lazy and so we didn't do much of that. And, it reflected in our score because we weren't as our, our record because we weren't as fit. Yeah. You know, fast forward to another coach, you know, that had in college that we just ran all the time and, but he never turned it into the punishment. So it's, it's kind of a little bit different. You just have to kind of go, our goal is this. And as long as you educate the parents, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but I think that really comes down to the key because what they want to do is know that they're getting their money's worth at the end of the day. We're expensive typically, and they just don't want to throw things away unless they go, I just got to have my kid do something. And there's that. But I think it's 
asking the parents and letting them know this is what we're going to do. This is what our system, this is how we do things. And if you have any questions, ask. If they come home and say, we didn't work hard enough, we did do this, like just call. Just send, like, or next time ask. And I will explain because I said this to parents, I've said this to athletes of all levels. If I can't justify or explain what the program is and why we did it, then I shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't hire me. Yeah. So that's, I think, the biggest thing, especially those younger age kids. When they get a little bit older, you know, I've got a, a kid that's going to move an into, he's going to go play. He's a senior, uh, you know, playing soccer this year. And he's like, yeah, there's not a lot of anything this summer. What do we do? I'm like, okay, what equipment you got? Okay. That those aren't very heavy. You're going to have to work really, you got to put in a lot of volume and you're going to run your ass off. Okay. And you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And he's like, okay. And you look at it, we touch base once a week and all of a sudden you see everything he's getting stronger and more capable. And when he does get back to the point where it's a barbell, he's going to move really well. Is he going to be super strong? Probably not because nobody is coming in, you know, from, yeah, I've listened to a lot of 25 pound dumbbells and there's a 200 pound. Yeah. Go easy. But the movements will come back. And I think that that's the, that comes back to the, it's the education of the parents and say, trust the system. This is what we're going to do. You're going to see their overload at the end of this. And this is what we're trying to get to at the end of this 12 week session. Yeah. With the goal being movement with movement. every, everything primal to take it back to the beginning of this thing, every, you know, to, to squat, hinge, step, push, pull, sprint, jump, like with, with, with that being the goal. Cause I think that goal is missed too often. Too it's often. how much weights on the bar. You know, how much weight did they have two months ago? Is that going up da, 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 with the idea that, Hey, more weight on the bar is going to translate to better performance, which you and I both know doesn't always happen. Doesn't always happen. Doesn't always happen. You know, and, and we, we, we've talked about, you know, athletes with different needs, especially when you get to that kind of high school level, whether it's, you know, they need more explosives and they need more reactiveness. They need more, you know, strength, you know, they got, you know, you're the basketball athlete that could jump out of the gym but can't handle the load or you're the kid that is really technically and really good on his feet here, but needs a bigger vertical. Both those athletes need to have different emphasis on their program. They may be at the developmental level where they need the same structure, but you're going to have this kid doing this explosively. And you have this kid focusing on, on this. It may be the same exercise, but again, maybe a different implement and a slightly different focus. You're going faster. You're going slower because this is what you need to complement it. Because once you get to your season, I won't have you for three months. So in the lead up to that, I want to give you the thing that you need. And I think that's the other hard part about being, you know, outside of the school environment is that, you know, you know, it's like I can work with a football player. As soon as August rolls around, I don't see the kid until like December. Yeah. You know, because they just, they're locked in or something, you know, and, and, and that's okay. As long as I've given him that one or two pieces and usually it's how do they move and how do they, how do they sprint, you know, and how much they put on the back squat is less important, you know, and different, different pro coaches have different things. On that. 
and and I think that's the fun part of this whole thing because as scientific as it is, as you know, all the all the research that's done it, that 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 coach's eye to be able to look an athlete, assess an athlete, use data, use other things, you know, get 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 feedback from coaches how they are on the on the track or court or field or whatever it is, you know, and gather everything, but then to be able to to build the story of of who the athlete is what their goals are, what, what they're trying to do, where their pitfalls are, where, where do they stink, where do they need help? I, I think that the, the artistic part of coaching, I think is extremely overlooked. And I think that's the fun thing to like, do what's best for the person. Let's get creative. Let's think outside the box. Let's, hey, these are, these are the implements you have to use at home. Okay, we'll make the best, you know, <laughs> what we got and, right. and, and go from there. And it will just be, uh, you know, a, a step in the very long staircase to, you know, complete athletic performance and, and development. Yeah. You know, and it's, you, it's exactly it. It's that step here and have a kid be comfortable with, this is the step you're at. You're 16, you're a sophomore, you're about to make the jump to varsity. I need you to be strong enough so that you're stronger next year. Not, I'm not trying to get you ready for, you know, that scholarship to Nebraska next week you know you need to take these steps to get to that next deal you know i don't care if you just you know went up and you watched you know you wanted to watch the the you know wisconsin penn state game and like oh my god she jumps out of the room and she's my same height it's like what was she doing at 16? <laughs> you know what was she doing at 16 like yeah. remember that question and it's like and i only have you two days a week that girl has a, a strength coach that sees her literally six days a week and they're doing stuff, you know, at six o'clock in the morning or right after practice, depending on what their schedules are. And, and, and I think that's that, that missing link, you know, is, you know, getting kids, you know, having, having athletes come back from international teams and professional teams and then, and showing me their program. It's like, Oh, it's just kind of what we're doing only more because you have, <laughs> You know, it's, it's trying to explain to somebody like, oh, you know, I was working with a wrestler. And I'm like, do you know what an Olympic level wrestler's day looks like? They're like, what? I'm like, they get up, they work out. Generally, they go do like a run or some strength thing. Then they eat breakfast. Then they go to the wrestling room, work on skills. They go have lunch. They take a nap for two hours or an hour and a half. Then they go back to the wrestling room for like, two hours then they eat dinner they watch a movie and they go to bed at nine and rinse really? and repeat <laughs> i'm like rinse and repeat T trust me i verified i you you like i know this for a fact that that is what jordan burroughs that's what you know kyle Schneider, that's that's the life that those guys lead you know i have family who knows them personally and yep that's what they do that they're the best in the world and they go to bed at nine you know, unless there's a screaming kid and that's why you don't know who their wives are because they take all of that burden, you know, it's like that's, that's, you know, you don't see many high level uh, couples have kids at the same or, you know, be high level at the same time. Because that, that's why you and I, that's why, that's why we're basically retired at this point. We have too many children, you know, exactly. We have to pull our weight. Our wives aren't doing it all. Jeez. <laughs> So I think that that's, that's the, your wife's not going to listen to this though. Right. Can I, cause oh, I know no, my wife's not going to, you know, I mean, and, and here we are, you know, it's like, um, you know, 
you know, it's, it's life goes through phases. Do I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm stay at home dad, you know, I got a sleeping kid right now. And, and, you know, the shelter in place has kind of forced our hand where, you know, all of a sudden my gym, you know, it closed it last year for family reasons. And now all of a sudden, you know, but I'm only working, you know, nine hours a week, 10 hours a week, you know, and that's, that's the case. Am I, is that going to open up and change, you know, this fall or, or in two years for sure. But, you know, I think you just have to, you know, have that, that patience to know what can you recover from. And I think that too often um, athletes think that they need to just be smashed. And yet, what would I imagine you be smashed from a whole bunch of training and skill work to get better at your sport at 17? Yeah, you know, the training should be hard, you know, unless you're, you know, got a kid this summer who's getting ready to go back to a senior in college for rugby. And, you know, he's working about you know, 12 hours a week. And his mom's like, um, yeah, would you just hammer him so that he just wants to go to bed at nine o'clock? So he stays out of trouble, you know, and you know, he is, <laughs> he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I just want to go to bed. His mom's like, yes. Um, he's, he's doing enough work. I'm like, good. Cause the program I'm giving him is, is really hard, but he's also 22 I've been training with me for 16 years and he's ready for that. Yeah. He wasn't ready for that three years ago. I got a broken it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to think that you to see somebody who you get through there and then it validates this. And it's about that education to the kids and the parents and say, this is what you can get to. And yeah. you just have to realize that you have to do the steps along the way. Yeah. Well, coach, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks a lot for Thank having you. me on. It's, this it's, is, this been, is fun. it's, it's fun to, to watch and see, you know, it implemented in a different way. I don't yep. work with a lot of uh, volleyball and, and basketball athletes. So it's fun to see these sound principles in a totally different, you know, population and to see it work and to see how it's, it's implemented. Cause I learned something, you know, all the time from you guys. So yeah. it's really fun. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time. And, and when, when your inbox blows up after you've been on the Oak Strength Performance radio podcast, I mean, man, I mean, all the autographs you're going to have to sign is going to be <laughs> oh, I look it's forward, be very I look, exciting. I, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to, to have a conversation and, uh, and at least hopefully give somebody an insight so that it's, you know, oh, Adam and, and Oak Strength really – does they had somebody else who said the same thing that we're trying to say. Yeah. So I think it's always that. fun to have, have, uh, have a, have a chance to impact some kids further away. So there you go. Thanks. Cause most of the time it's usually just Adam making stuff up. So this is, <laughs> this is a whole lot better now. I appreciate it. You bet. Awesome. My man, I appreciate it. Bye.